Hi, my name is Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and you're listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In each episode, we discuss topics that inspire confidence, direction, and resilience. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about setup questions once again. So this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, I recommend that you go back and check it out because we are going to use some of the things we learned or discussed in part one here in part two. All right. In this episode, we are going to discuss what it means when you are the person who asked the setup question. By the end of the episode, you will understand why you're asking that question and what to do instead. Are you ready? Let's go. In the last episode, I compared encountering a setup question as a game of bowling. One is a pin and one is a ball. In the last episode, you were the pin getting hit by the bowling ball. In this episode, you are the bowling ball with your pins in sight, set all nice and neat, ready for you to bowl them over. You are the one that starts to send the conversation right to the gutter. Calling these things setup questions on this side of the bowling ball might feel a little uncomfortable. And of course it would. It might be hard for you to imagine that you're actually going to set someone up, that you intentionally want to do harm or put someone in a position that almost guarantees you'll have an argument. I don't know what your intentions are, but it doesn't really matter. The impact of what you do is what matters. So keep an open mind when you're listening to this, maybe consider how some of the things I described may happen in your communication. Setup questions have a couple of unique attributes. Setup questions already have been answered. That's right, the question comes after the answer. That question still needs an answer. So whatever was said first was wrong or they didn't hear it. But still, the question needs to be answered. Setup questions are born in a strong, strong emotion. They are meant to express that feeling, whatever it is, but they do a terrible job of it because they're questions. And when you ask that question, you send the person off on a journey somewhere where their mind goes to find the answer to that question. An answer, by the way, that you don't care about. So setup questions are very ineffective and they make the conversation really messy they're messy because you're almost guaranteed not to get the answer you want because you haven't communicated exactly what you're looking for. You haven't communicated your feelings. You sent them off on a journey somewhere to figure out the answer to the question that you care nothing about. That's why it's a setup. It may not be intentional, but wow, you put that person in a really difficult situation. The best example that I have for asking setup questions was when I asked a series of setup questions to a group of people that I knew. 
I was in a social group. We met once a week for about four years. And in this group, people cycled in and out. They went and they came, they joined and they left. But there was a core group of people and I knew them. After about four years, we pretty much knew each other. And in a social group with the people cycling in and out, I was usually the only black person. Once or twice, there have been other people. And then there are some people who are people of color, but they're not black. So in this group, we were meant to bring our issues, our challenges, our successes, everything to the table to build better communication, just to talk to people, just to talk, right? But there was one thing that we could never, ever discuss. That was race, specifically about being a black person. That was very disappointing to me. And there have been several times where I tried to start conversations with this, but it just ended up going nowhere. At some point, I had realized that it was very important for me to discuss this. But being in this group would not allow me to do that. And I was starting to challenge things a lot more since that one thing that was important to me that is part of my existence is the one thing that we can never ever talk about we talk about anything else except that one thing that was troubling to me and the very last time I was there I was so upset because I heard validation for a person of color a non-black person of color who doesn't speak English as their first language their issues and troubles with not speaking English as a first language was completely validated. How people see them on the outside, how people see them in the world, their experiences were validated, but mine weren't. So I was really, really upset by that. So what I did was ask a ton of questions about things I cared nothing about. Why does everybody think it's funny when this person is absolutely terribly mean and I'm just trying to be cool, but everybody's upset with me? How does that work? Why is that person being validated when my experiences can't be validated? What is going on here? But I really didn't care about the answers to those questions because I know the answer. They know the answer. I had an intense feeling I could not clearly communicate it. Hello, my name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I have a couple of questions for you. Do you find it difficult to express exactly how you feel? Do you find yourself in conversations that quickly and suddenly turn into arguments? Do you wanna spend more time connecting with the people that are closest to you instead of arguing? If you said yes, and you want to break this pattern, then you need to be prepared for setup questions. Nothing can destroy a conversation faster than activating a setup question. That's why I created a guide to help you sidestep the setup. On this guide, you'll find examples of common setup questions, and you'll find how to respond to those questions as well as what to say instead. So if you want to spend less time arguing and more time making genuine connection, then Go ahead and grab the Sidestep the Setup guide from my website, PatternsOfPossibility.com. Remember that setup questions are questions that have already been answered and they require an answer that you don't care about. They provide a bit of emotional distance 
from the topic and they allow you to express your emotion. But they're messy and they confuse whomever you're talking to because they're questions that hijack their brain and take them somewhere else thinking about how to answer your question. It's not helpful and it's bound to cause a disagreement or a misunderstanding. So what can you do to stop setup questions? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Statements will stop any setup because the information is very clear, it's concise, and it's to the point. We're talking about exactly what the problem is. When dealing with setup questions, the problem is always and will always be how you feel about the situation. So to start building our sentence, you need to figure out how you feel and what about the situation is causing your feelings. So the next question might be, how do I create a statement instead of asking a question? Let's take a look. The key to making statements instead of setup questions lies in the awareness of who you as a person are. It lies in your own emotional intelligence because you need to be able to name your emotion. Next, you need to be able to figure out what's causing that emotion. For this, check your senses, all five of your senses. Look around, what do you see? Is that causing your emotion? Listen, is that causing it? Is it a touch, taste, or smell? Whatever it is, you need to identify that. This part will be challenging if you don't have a regular practice of checking in on your own emotions. Start practicing paying attention to how you feel when you do things. And another part is to be able to name exactly how you feel. Are you mad? Are you angry? Are you infuriated? Are you upset? Being able to feel the distinction between those makes you more emotionally intelligent. Right now, you may not have a large emotional vocabulary, and that's okay. But to increase your emotional intelligence, you need to know the varying degrees of intensity. At my website, you can find Plutchik's Wheel of Emotion, which explains eight different emotions and shows the varying intensity of each one. So right there, there's 24. All right, now that we have our things to make statements, we're gonna do that. We're gonna construct a statement because it's not just any statement. It is a clear, concise, and short statement. So you have your emotion and you have the source, the cause, the situation. What you're gonna do is say, I feel, insert emotion here, about situation there. That's it. The difficult part is not the construction of the sentence. The syntax is easy. There's only a few words. The difficulty lies in understanding how you feel and being brave enough not to ask a setup question. Here's a little tip that might help. If you have a strong feeling and then a question pops in your mind, if you can stop yourself there, ask yourself, if you get the answer to this question, is it gonna change how you feel? If not, of course, don't ask the question. Otherwise, go ahead. Share your short sentence with whoever you're talking to so that you can talk about the problem and nothing else. When we're looking at setup questions, the problem is 
always, always, always how you feel about the situation. And you want to talk about that and only that. Don't move away from it. In my story, I asked a ton of setup questions because I didn't have the wherewithal to say exactly what I meant. I talked around the subject. I displayed how I felt about the topic, but I didn't reveal exactly what the topic was. I was vague and never got to address the real problem. That strong emotion, if I could put a finger on it, was a combination of two, fear and anger. I was angry about this situation and afraid to say exactly how I felt because I didn't want it to be true. In this situation, I needed to make a straightforward statement so that I can get my feelings across, but I didn't do that. The reason why I didn't do that is because I was scared. Making statements like that leave you very vulnerable. You are naked, you are raw, you are exposing your truth. If their response is demeaning or invalidating or anything but nurturing, you are going to feel that 10 times more than you'd ever feel it if you just asked a question. If I had to turn my setup question into a statement, instead of asking, why are you okay with this? And why did you validate that? I would say, I'm angry that you validated their experiences and not mine. I would say, I'm terrified that this place was supposed to be where I could be heard and understood, the one place that's different from the rest of the world, but it's not, it's just the same. Look, I'm not wearing my heart on my shoulder. My heart's not on my sleeve. It's basically flopping around on the ground, trying not to get stepped on. It's out there, it's open, I'm exposed. Being vulnerable is the most powerful and the most telling thing about making a connection with a person. You can never overstate the value of doing something like this. You can never overstate the value of showing who you are to someone. Because in that moment, when you show who you are, you're gonna see them too. There's no way that they can hide themselves in your truth. When you tell them how you feel, you're going to learn everything you need to know about them. They nurture you, good. They invalidate you, if they curse you, they put you down, if they demean you, then you know that they're not for you. Although it is terrifying, being vulnerable is the only way that you can make genuine connections. Someone has to open up first. And if you know how to do it, let it be you. It is a testament to your bravery, to your strength, to the resilience that you have to be able to hear their answer if it devastates you, if it invalidates you, to get up and continue going. If you feel like you don't have a lot of resilience right now, don't worry, it's not a big deal. Because just like lifting weights to build muscle, you need to practice and exercise your emotional ability to build resilience. You can do it. 
especially if you continue listening to this podcast. If you want to do the work, it will transform you into a new person. Start practicing making statements right now so that you can be a better communicator, so that you can make better and stronger connections, so that you can sidestep the setup. My name is Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and you have been listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. I hope that you found today's episode interesting and insightful. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and also share this podcast with anyone you might think finds it interesting. If you're looking for more content, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and at my website, PatternsOfPossibility.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only. If you are having a medical emergency, please go to your nearest medical facility and explain to them that you would have been there sooner if you hadn't been listening to this podcast. I'll see you next time.